Welcome back to Views from Third Man. For those of you who are first-time listeners, this is a cricket podcast where we look at the events in world cricket from a fan's point of view. And IPL is just around the corner, and we're going back right to the very beginning to preview two teams for today. They played the very first game of the IPL and have one of the most underrated rivalries in the history of the tournament. We're looking at the Royal Challengers Bangalore and the Kolkata Knight Riders. So let's start with KKR because I think both KKR and RCB went into the auction with pretty similar strategies. They were looking for the new captain to structure their side around and were looking to turn a new leaf with certain stalwarts not being there anymore. So what did KKR do? KKR spent over 12 crore for Shreyas Ayer to be their captain. And this reminds me a little bit of the hard reset they did in 2011 when they bought Gautam Gambhir and structured a team around him. KKR in the initial years of the IPL wasn't the most stable franchise, especially in that 2009 season where they had they didn't have the best run in the IPL. And now they've got Shreyas Ayer. And I'm actually really excited to see how well Shreyas Ayer does. I genuinely do think he could be a contender for the Orange Cap this year in the IPL. I saw Shreya Sayal bat in the last six games that he's played against Sri Lanka and he looked like a world beater. But if you look at his IPL numbers, Shreya Sayal's strike rate is about 120-125, average just around 30. He played at number four for the Delhi Capitals and now I'm almost certain he's going to play at number three for the Kolkata Knight Riders. And I think Shreya Sayal is motivated because he might be hurting a little bit from the Delhi Capitals incident. Delhi Capitals were a franchise that always had one among the best talent pools in the IPL. A lot of young players, but year upon year, they kept finishing in the bottom half of the table. A lot of the times, they ended up finishing last on the table. And then halfway through the 2018 season, Gautam Gambhir steps away from the role as captain, actually removes himself from the side and moves into his role of a mentor. And Shreya Sayyad assumes the role of leadership. They qualify in 2019, make the final in 2020. And Ayyad is riding high on that wave of confidence. A couple of injuries hit him at the wrong time. He's not included in India squad for the T20 World Cup. Delhi Capitals back Rishabh Pant over him. I think Shreya Sayyad is hurting and has a point to prove. And I'm expecting nothing less than a 600-plus season from him. Who did they structure the side around Shreya Sayyad? Who's there to help him out? They got Venkatesh Ayyad, who I think will open the batting for them. His numbers dipped in the second half of the season last year, but I think that was because of the nature of the conditions. Venkatesh Ayyad, Sunil Narayan and Andre Russell though they are going through a little bit of a dip, are still T20 league beasts. I mean, Russell's dip is the strike rate has gone down from 180 to 160. If Russell gives them a season at 160 strike rate, KKR are laughing, especially if he stays fit. They'll almost certainly do very well. And Sunil Narayan's economy rate, he's been able to remodel his action, has come down to that under 7 and over that you expect from him. But I think the interesting one actually is Varun Chakravarti. Varun Chakravarti is almost their sort of successor to Sunil Narayan. They controlled the middle overs last year, picking up 24-25 wickets between them in just the second half of the IPL. Chakravarti also went for a pretty decent economy rate, around 7, sometimes under 7, sometimes even near 6. Varun Chakravarti... If the opposition has picked him, because he didn't have the best T20 World Cup, if they've understood how to play him, KKR could have a few issues, especially with players like Aaron Finch and Pat Cummins coming in five games after the IPL starts. So let's look at what the actual squad consists of. Shreya Sayyad, Ajinkya Lahane, Aaron Finch, Nitish Rana, Baba Indrajit, Rinku Singh, Abhijit Tomar, Pratham Singh, Ramesh Kumar, Andre Russell, Venkatesh Ayyad, Sunil Narayan, Chamika Karuna Ratne, Mohammad Nabi, Sam Billings, Anukul Roy, Sheldon Jackson, who's been a journeyman cricketer for the Kolkata Knight Riders, Aman Hakim Khan, Varun Chakravarti, Pat Cummins, Umesh Yadav, Tim Saudi, Shivam Mavi, Rasik Salam and Ashok Sharma. So, straight away, a couple of things. A fantastic first 11, like they always do have, KKR, but very few backups. Because 
what happens if something happens to one of that top order indian batsmen what happens if rahane has a calf injury they're going to baba and injurjit they're going to zinku singh what happens if nitish rana has an off season all of a sudden that top order has become incredibly reliant on the combination of the two ayers shreya sayed and venkatesh ayer at the top of the order what about in the middle order Andre Russell and Sunil Narayan are there to control the middle order. They want Nitish Rana to have a good season. They have a couple of backups for those players. They've got a Sam Billings as a wicketkeeper, but the problem with playing Sam Billings is, say one of their Indian fast bowlers like Ramesh Yadav has an off season. All of a sudden, they may want to play both Cummins and Saudi with Shivam Mavi over there to control that bowling lineup. But if Sam Billings is playing as the wicketkeeper, they might be forced to play Sheldon Jackson to free up an overseas slot because they'll want to play both Russell and Narayan. So a couple of combination issues, but still, if they're all fit and firing, KKR have a fantastic side with some pretty decent first eleven backups. If there are more than a couple of injuries and some players go out of form, like has happened before to the Kolkata Knight Riders, they could be in a little bit of trouble. But I think with the setup that they have, Brendan McCullum over there, a cool, calm, collected head, a young captain with a point to prove. They've made a long-term investment in some young players. I think over the next, over the course of the next four to five years in the IPL, we'll see KKR doing incredibly well. What about the Royal Challengers Bangalore? And this is the one I think a lot of people were waiting for. Faf Duplessy is the captain for the Royal Challengers Bangalore. So a completely different solution to the captain problem than KKR because Faf Duplessy is a very good option for the next 2 years, maybe 3 years with his level of fitness, but he's not a long-term replacement. And this side, this RCB side, let's look at the lineup. Faf Duplessy, Virat Kohli, Dinesh Karthik, Finn Allen, Luvneet Sisodia, Anuj Rawat, Suyash Prabhudesai, Glenn Maxwell, Vanindu Hasaranga, David Willey, Shafeen Rutherford, Mahipal Lomrah, Shahbaz Ahmed, Anishwar Gautam, Mohammad Siraj, Harshal Patel, Josh Hazelwood, Jason Berendorf, Siddharth Kaul, Karan Sharma, Chamavi Milind and Akash Deep. Immediately you can see there's a couple of big names missing. First, and because he's there let's talk about him first, the heart of the Royal Challengers Bangalore who's been there since the very beginning, King Kohli is no longer captain and I think I'm not sure this is the best thing for RCB but it might be a very good thing for Virat Kohli because say Virat Kohli he's gone through a little bit of pressure right now lately in his international career the 100 test match didn't go the way he liked he's free from the burden of responsibility but he looked refreshed going in to the RCB lineup if Kohli can give them a good season with the bat if he can give them a 550 600 run season at a 140 150 strike rate RCB are laughing throughout the tournament and they'll almost certainly qualify because if you look at the way teams qualify they usually need 8 to 9 g- games to almost guarantee a place in qualification if virat kohli has that kind of season he's winning you four games off of his own bat every day so kohli in form a huge plus for them i think it'll be a huge relief for rcb if kohli can finally be in form he's been that 400 run bank for them consistently even over the last two years when he hasn't been at his best but it's come at a strike rate of 120 Kohli needs to up that strike rate at the top of the order. I don't know if he's going to open or bat at 3. The story of RCB's number 3 is something that they've always been after. RCB get number 3 right and all of a sudden that team looks a lot stronger. I don't know if that number 3 is going to be without Kohli. I don't know if that's going to be somebody like a Finn Allen or an Anuj Rawat. We'll just have to wait and see the kind of 11 that they put out. And if Virat Kohli has been the heart of the RCB franchise, then AB de Villiers has been what keeps that heart beating. I mean, you think of the Chinnaswamy Stadium and you think of them chanting ABD, ABD, but there's no AB de Villiers this year. Who have they got to replace AB de Villiers? 
Because what did A.B. de Villiers signify? A.B. de Villiers was hope for RCB fans, but he was also fear in the eyes of the opposition, especially in the death overs. No game was over till de Villiers was out. And who have they got to replace him? I think immediately at number four, Glenn Maxwell has poised himself as the natural successor to A.B. de Villiers in world cricket. But his IPL numbers aren't particularly good. He had a fantastic season last year. And if Maxwell is able to replicate that success, it's very good for RCB. And they once again will have those two batsmen who can do well for them in Kohli and Maxwell. And they've also got Dinesh Karthik. Dinesh Karthik's career has gone in some cycles, but every three to four years, Dinesh Karthik has a fantastic season in in the IPL and in domestic cricket. And I think he is due for that right now. If his role is properly designated, if Dinesh Karthik is told that he's to come in at the death, play 10 to 15 balls, and then get those big runs right at the end, then I think he can be a perfectly capable finisher with somebody like a Hasaranga and then a Shabazz Ahmed to follow, maybe even a Mahipal Lomadol. That's a pretty good finished lineup, but it's not ABD. Who have they got instead of ABD? Who's that big overseas player? Their captain is Faf Duplessis, a friend of ABD from South Africa. And I think they've actually made a fantastic choice in captain for Faf Duplessis because Faf Duplessis is an international captain His stature is immense in world cricket. He's not playing international cricket anymore. So you can devote his time to RCB. But more importantly, he's somebody who I think the RCB team and the management can actually respect and get behind. Because when you have a personality like a Virat Kohli, who's been synonymous with the franchise in the lineup, it's often easy to get hidden under his shadow with the player the stature of Kohli. I mean, the theory has been, are Kohli and AB what keep RCB going? Or are they sort of like this giant pillar in the shadow of which nothing else is able to flourish? And that's the real test for RCB this year. With those big guns missing, they lost Chris Gale a few years ago. They lost AB de Villiers last year. Without Kohli, is no longer the captain. It's definitely a new leaf for them. They have that core of four batsmen. Without Kohli, Faf Duplessis, Dinesh Karthik and Glenn Maxwell. They have some pretty good batsmen. I'm almost certain that Finn Allen is a prospect that they're exhuming for the future. They don't have a lot of Indian batting, but they've done something very smart. And I think if their bowlers have a good season, RCB could actually go all the way. They're not playing at the Chinnaswamy Stadium. That will work in their favour. They're one of the few teams which don't have the best record at home. They lose more than they win at home. And I think to make up for the lack of depth in their batting, they've put together a fantastic triumvirate of fast bowlers with Mohammad Siraj, Harshal Patel and Josh Hazelwood opening the bowling for them. If anything happens to those bowlers, they could play somebody like a Siddharth Kaur who's incredibly experienced or maybe even a Jason Berendorf or an Akash Deep who can bowl with some express space. In terms of spin department, they have one Hindu Hasadanga. Hasadanga is a four-over bank for Sri Lanka and I'm confident he'll have a good season for RCB this year. He's riding a high in international form. He's doing really well and they have somebody like a Shabazz Ahmed who's perfectly capable of filling that number seven, number eight kind of role. Sort of like what Krunal Pandya was doing for the Mumbai Indians. Maybe not at the level that Krunal Pandya is now, but definitely at the level he was a few years ago in those early seasons at the Mumbai Indians. So can RCB qualify? Can KKR qualify? I think for KKR, if their players stay fit and if Shreya Sayed can deliver a good season with the bat, almost certainly I do think KKR will qualify. For the Royal Challengers Bangalore, if they can find their combination very early in the tournament and if Virat Kohli can find some form and they can hit the ground running, then I'm backing RCB to qualify as well.